Turn us on, and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome to Passion, a show all about love, sex, and relationships. My name is Paris. I've been filling in for Dr. Lori. She's on vacation. I believe she just left Greece. You can find out what she's been up to and live vicariously through her at Dr. Lori Batito on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. She's been uploading. You can connect with her there. Or if you would like to directly message her, you can email her at lori at drlori.com. If you want to connect with me, it's at Paris Mansuri on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And while she's been away, we have kept the show as she would in her schedule. So we had trouble. Tuesday, we had Dating Dilemmas, and tonight is a feature where we get your questions answered. We have Maître Linda Hammerschmidt in studio with us. I feel weird saying Maître in French, but we say it in French, right? Say it in English also. That's just our moniker. Ah, and how would I pronounce it correctly? Met? You were fine. <laughs> Perfect. I'm doing great so far. But thankfully, Good evening, Paris. <laughs> good evening. Uh, thankfully, I'm not here to answer your questions. Met Hammerschmidt. Will, um, so this is how it's going to go. The whole hour is dedicated to you guys. Any questions that you have that would be addressed to a lawyer that relates to marriage or divorce or family law or custody you know, separation. We're here for you. Matt Hammerschmidt actually is here for you. I'm going to relay the questions to her. You can text us at 514-800 or if you would like to call in, it's 514-790-0800. Are you ready? I'm always ready, Paris. Okay. So our first question, there was a couple that um, I found really interesting. The first one I wanted to share with you uh, has some religious connotations and cultural and you know obviously we live in a very diverse city in a diverse country but um i would like to think so some people are trying to stamp that out but well this listener uh says my family thinks it is okay to have a religious muslim ceremony only to get married they say because i live in montreal i will be common law anyway so no need to register the marriage the sheikh doing my marriage is from pakistan and very important in my community he is not affiliated with canada or the system here will i be legally married if i just do a muslim marriage ceremony with this sheikh if not what happens to me and kids one day if I want divorce? Okay, well, first of all, any religious marriage has to be followed according to the rules and customs of that religion. So, uh, you know, you could have a, like Dr. Lori, for example, has to follow certain parameters when she officiates at weddings. Uh, but uh, all weddings, one way or another, have to be registered in the uh, in the uh, archives of Quebec, shall we say, the civil status, so that in fact you're considered legally married. So if you just have a ceremony on the beach with somebody who's not going to fill out the right paperwork and not going to pronounce the right words according to civil code here that we have. Uh, you won't be necessarily considered married. And uh, why one wouldn't want to combine both the requirements that are legally speaking necessary and have the 
uh, officiant who her and or her parents wish to have uh, so that down the road they're married. And if that doesn't happen, then she'll have had a lovely ceremony, I guess, and a wonderful reception, perhaps, but uh, she won't be married. And there is no such thing, and everybody who listens regularly to this program, and if Lori was here, it would be rolling her eyes because my pet peeve is that people think that because they live together for a certain amount of time here in Quebec, that they're common law. And we don't have any such uh, regime of common law at the present time here in Quebec. Regardless if you're living together for three years or 30 years, if you're not married and you don't have a cohabitation contract and one of you says, get the hell out of the house you and the house is registered in the, that person's name, you have no standing. So best to get or have two officiants, the person from Pakistan who's not affiliated with anything and somebody else to stand there and repeat a few words. Okay, so she does not have any recourse at all uh, in terms of Quebec law if she wants a divorce. Well, she won't have to get divorced if she's not Uh, considered legally married. As for having children, the children are always uh, protected under the law regardless of what their parents did or didn't do uh, before they were born. But uh, she won't be entitled to spousal support. There's no family patrimony. There's no partnership of bequests. So unless everything is uh, registered uh, like a house, that uh, both parties have their names on the deed, or uh, as I said, a marriage uh, cohabitation contract, not a marriage, but a cohabitation contract, setting forth what's going to happen in the event that they split up down the road. Okay. She could find herself 30 years down the road with, yeah, just the artwork that she helped put together and an old mattress. Okay. <laughs> and actually, that was, I, I told Met Hammerschmidt about another question before, and that's what uh, she was referring to. You're listening to Passion Met. Linda Hammerschmidt is in studio with us taking your questions. You can text us at 514-800. The next question um, is, my boyfriend moved in with me over three years ago. He brought nothing in, no furniture, art, or appliances. He did do some refurbishing on my couch and fix my appliances when they needed to be fixed, but he didn't originally buy them. The only thing he purchased for the house in three years is our mattress. He doesn't even pay for groceries. I broke up with him and he's in the process of moving out, but he says he has the right to the furniture, appliances, the art he framed, and the mattress. I don't think anything other than the mattress or the art frame he has the right to. He says he will take the stuffing out of the couch and pillows and the nails out of the chair if I don't give them to him. What does he have the right to take? Absolutely nothing except the clothes that he came in with from what you're telling me there. And uh, if he has happens to be employed and he goes out to go to work one morning, she should change the locks (laughs) so that he can't take the stuffing out of the mattress. And if she really wants to be nasty, she should just give him the mattress with some bed bugs in it. Okay, Because, Because there's no reason that she should have allowed him for three years to pay nothing. It's... What's wrong with women that they do this over and over and over again and then wonder why they're being taken advantage of? Does he have the right to the mattress, though, because he bought it? If he still has his bill. (laughs) Okay. Whoever bought and can prove that they bought something can take it. So let him take the mattress. What the hell do you want to keep that mattress for that he was on before? Maybe he ate in bed. 
Let the mattress go. You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. talking love, sex, and relationships. Tonight, we are answering your legal questions with Maître Linda Hammerschmidt. To join our conversation, you can text us at 514-800. It's 514-790-0800 to join us by phone. I did want to tell you, though, Dr. Lori is away. As you hear, my name is Paris. Uh, She does have an event coming up this Sunday at the Kirkland Library to celebrate International Seniors Day. I'm going to tell you all about that coming up. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to Passion. I am filling in for Dr. Lori. She's going to be back with you on Monday night. But if you actually want to connect with her before then, she's going to be giving a talk at the Kirkland Library this Sunday at 2 p.m. It's part of a celebration for International Seniors Day. And basically, the Kirkland Library is opening its doors, offering a series of activities, conferences, workshops, uh, documentary screenings, basically uh, Elder Appreciation Weekend. There's a lot going on. If you want to connect with them and take part in Dr. Lori's speech, and be, it's not just a speech. She's going to um, be giving a presentation, and then there's a Q&A. Sex for seniors? Yes. Excellent. And then there's going to be uh, a Q&A afterwards. So Show and tell, too? There's no show and tell. Oh, darn. There's no show and tell. But if you would like more information, you can go to ville.kirkland.qc.ca. If you click on services to citizens and the fall 2019 guide, you're going to get all the information for it. Um, so the voice you just heard belongs to Met Linda Hammerschmidt. She is in studio with us for the whole hour answering your legal questions. If you have any questions, it's 514-800. If you want to call us, it's 514-790-0800. And if you want to connect with Met Hammerschmidt outside of this conversation, you can give her a call at 514-846-1013 or you can email her at hammerschmidt at vif. Dot com. That's vif.com. So a few more questions have come in. And here's one. It says, what is the law around a breakup, divorce, and moving a child away from the father? Okay, well, if you, when, when somebody says moving away, I'm assuming they mean away from Montreal or out of the province. You have to, one, give the uh, other parent a notice that you're planning to do this. Uh, And and if they're married, this is something that uh, is pretty much under the Divorce Act. And that person has a right to say, no, I don't want you to move, in which case the person who wants to move has to take a motion for permission to move. You can't just move with your children. You can move with your mattress, but you can't move with your children out of the province away from the other parent because it's deemed to be that you're trying to hinder the the parental rights of the other parent and the access of the children, more importantly, to their, their other parent. And uh, that can take, uh, it's not an overnight kind of a thing, and it can take months, to, you know, and if somebody doesn't like the decision, they go to appeal, it could take a year, so you don't plan to move until you have a piece of paper from a judge that says you can do so. And you have to prove that you're not doing it to f- frustrate the rights of the other parent, that you have a legitimate reason to move, 
and uh, that it's in the best interest primordially for the children or child concerned. Because if it's not, they're going to, depending on their age, they're leaving all their friends, they're leaving significant other relatives uh, to go to parts unknown. So it's a question of proof, and the judge finally will appreciate uh, who should have the child and where the child should reside. You're listening to Passion. We are answering your legal questions tonight with Maître Linda Hammerschmidt. Um, more questions. This one around the statute of limitations. Is there something like a statute of limitations when it comes to divorces and what one party can ask from the other? Example, we've been separated for three years. There are still disagreements about portions of the down payment towards the house. Let's say nothing happens for the next five years. Can he all of a sudden turn around and want to reopen the can of worms? Can we remain status quo and just uh, live separated rather than finalize a divorce. Anything else I should know about this? To clarify, we do not live together. I have purchased the house from him and given him half the equity, but the argument is still about uh, should he get back his down payment? Okay. Well, first of all, they're not divorced, and that's the important underlying premise of the of this question. As long as they're not divorced, they haven't settled the dissolution of the marriage and the matrimonial regime. So anything can, uh, once somebody takes a divorce proceeding, is on the table to be decided, regardless of the fact that somebody may or may not have already paid out uh, a half share of the equity. Obviously, the this person believes they're entitled to more than 50%. I never advise a person to pay out any money to anyone until these issues are completely resolved. You can't sell a house if you're married without having a divorce, so long as you're signed a consent and it's crystal clear that all of the aspects of the division of that property have been resolved to everybody's satisfaction or dissatisfaction, as the case may be. Ultimately, though, only a judge decides, and there's no such thing as, in the sense that you're saying, a statute of limitations. This isn't a rape case or a murder case. Uh, this is a divorce. So as long as you're married, you're still able to get divorced. And as long as you're going to get divorced, you have to settle all the accessory measures that go along with getting divorced. The next question is from a gentleman. It says, I'm in a nasty custody battle, single dad, and I have already set precedent in superior and... Uh, Superior Court and Appeals. Isn't it true that at the end of the day, it's 50-50 provided everything is kosher with both parties? Well, first of all, there's no specific law that says that the children are shared 50-50 by the parents. However, there are tendencies and leanings that if both parents have the capacity to be good parents and the judge feels that that's the case, then yes, uh, the leaning is to award joint custody. And joint custody doesn't necessarily mean that you're a 50-50 timeshare split. It could be that somebody has 20%, but they still have joint custody. It's a complicated issue in a sense. But uh, I be have no idea what he means by making precedent that he got 50% of the time or, you know, there's a couple of missing elements in there. Our next question is going to come from Joyce. Joyce is joining us on the line. Joyce, you have a question Hello. about separation? Hi, Joyce. Hello. Hi, Joyce. Yeah, I just want to find out something. Um, how long can a person be married 
still married to somebody when they're separated, maybe 20 years or something, you, you separate 20 years, are you still married to Absolutely. Person? If you do not have a judgment of divorce, you're married, regardless oh. of how long you're not living together. Oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Some people Paris. like it that way. Some don't. So. Oh, Paris. Paris. Yes. Um. Last night you said something on the radio, and I keep and I go to bed and I slept good. You said, "Don't go to bed with uh, malice. With go to bed with love and and forgiveness." I did. And something else. And what is the. I, for you today, will be for you tomorrow. Absolutely. This is the quote to anyone who missed it. So every it was so beautiful. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. To anyone who missed it, I've been ending the show with a quote every single night. And uh, last week's uh, last night's quote was: "Fall asleep with nothing but love and forgiveness in your heart. What's meant for you will be for you tomorrow and the day after. Trust your journey. Rest your soul." So that was the quote Joyce was referring to, and I'm glad you enjoyed it, Joyce. I hope we answered your question. Um, um, we are taking your legal questions tonight. You can text us at 514-800 or you can call us at 514-790-0800. Our next question says, uh, my boyfriend and I live together. He has debt and I have none. I don't have any bank accounts or credit cards connected with him. I don't pay any bills whatsoever. He does. My question is if he or Guess I... Guess that's why he has debt. <laughs> if he or I stay together, he passes away... Uh, or we end our relationship, am I liable for any of his debts? No cohabitation agreement is made, and I feel that it is not necessarily necessary to have one since I don't want anything of his, including any of his assets, even if we separate. However, if we do get married one day, I'd like a prenup to protect myself and my own assets. Thoughts? Thoughts. Well, uh if there's absolutely nothing such as a line of credit or, <clears throat> you know, you went to Brown Martineau and you bought all the appliances for the kitchen together and then he defaults on paying for that, they'll come after you. But otherwise, you're not legally married. You don't have the contract, as you said. So uh, if you split up, his debts and assets stay with him as do yours. Period. End of story. And the only issue is, is the release. And, and there are certain rules for the rental board about uh, somebody staying on uh, in an apartment that was leased by somebody else who just died. Le uh, breaking up is something else, but if the person died, you have a right to remain in it, but you have to follow certain conditions and says, warn the landlord. They say She says zero purchases together. He yeah, owns but his house. But a lease isn't really a... Oh, it's they owns a house. He owns his house. Okay, so that's nice. Okay. So she's saving her money while he's paying and going into debt. I wouldn't marry him then. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. So tonight we are taking your legal questions. Met Linda Hammerschmidt is in studio with us for the whole hour, taking your questions. If you prefer to connect with Met Hammerschmidt directly on your own, on your own time, you can call her at 514-846-1013. You can also email her at hammerschmidt at vif.com. I would suggest to text your questions in right now. There's a whole bunch coming in. You can text us at 514-800. It's 514-790-0800 to join us 
on the phone. Uh, Which should be great. It will be great. And if you're just joining us, my name is Paris Mansuri. I've been sitting in for Dr. Lori. She's been vacationing. You can still connect with her, see what she's been up to on social media at Dr. Lori Batito. She's going to be back with you on Monday. And I mentioned earlier, she does have an event at the Kirkland Library this Sunday at 2 p.m. If uh, you want to see her there, it's part of a celebration for International Seniors Day. But coming up, it's more with you guys, our listeners. Um, And also, I want to find out um, about separation or divorce when children are involved with a large age gap and there's an older child. Can that child decide who they want to live with? At what age uh, does a child pretty much get that right? From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the program. We're lucky enough to have met Linda Hammerschmidt doling out incredible legal advice because God knows how often it happens that you're like in a situation, in a bind, and you don't have hundreds of dollars to pay for advice. And we're giving that away to you tonight. You can text us at 514-800. You can call us at 514-790-0800. More marriage questions. I also have a question about marriage. I met someone a month ago and we have connected very fast. He mentioned marriage. He's Muslim, but I am not. Would I have to convert? Also, he's working here on a visa. Would he get permanent residency any faster if he marries a Quebec resident? I feel guilty questioning his motives and already we are experiencing differences of value such as he has been married before wants a family wants to be around me often and doesn't like being alone and up until recently i'm very solitary almost died of laughter over the eating in bed comments glad you enjoyed that one so um met hammerschmidt does she have to convert first of all nobody has to convert to any religion for anybody or whatever however if he's forcing her telling her that that's a that's a condition of getting married uh, already the problems that she feels internally is a clue to not marry this person and certainly don't undertake with the government to sponsor him and put your financial future on the line for somebody who doesn't like to be alone it sounds like a basket of trouble find somebody else but in terms of the residency and all of that like for anyone who's in a situation where they are in a relationship where the other person is looking to get a visa or or just visiting and this is like in the back of their mind um what is the reality like how much does not everybody that comes from somewhere else to marry a quebec or canadian or whatever is trying to do so uh as fraud of getting absolutely. A Canadian citizenship. Absolutely. Obviously, there are people who do that. My concern in this particular person's question is more that <clears throat> already starting to have doubts and worries, and they're dating a month, from what I can tell. Okay. And possibly the person's here, but still it does too many red flags in this relationship. You want to get out now because getting married, it's much harder to get out after than getting out now, go on a speed dating thing and find somebody else. Because there's always somebody else. Um, we have Jesse on the line. Jesse, welcome to Passion. Hi. Hi. So you have a question about um, 
uh, your grandchildren. Yes. Hi. Thank you for taking my call, first of all. Pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going through a separation with my wife, but there's grandkids involved. And uh, my son is not allowing me to visit to see my grandkids, which I love with all my heart. And I'm, uh, I want to know what's my right as a grandfather. Well, uh, certainly, first of all, did you get to see these grandchildren when you were not getting divorced from your wife? Yes. Uh, they, they're three and a half years old. They, uh, I, we take care of the kids when they were born. Uh, they, I spent up to two months ago. Uh, they were in my house basically three, four times a week and spend a lot of time with, with them. So why isn't your son allowing you to see them? Because he's so pissed at me and he's mad at me. and that, Okay, well, uh, first of all, uh, a parent is not allowed to frustrate the rights of the children to have a relationship with their grandparents. So if your son doesn't uh, come around sooner than later, don't wait, since you are obviously been very implicated in the lives of the grandchildren up until very recently, you would have to apply uh, to the court to have uh, access of some sort established uh, so that you can continue to have a good relationship with these grandchildren. Does that answer your question? Well, you can call the office, and certainly we can try to help you. That'll be fine. But, uh, you know, right now you should write down all the dates that you did things, took them, I don't know, to the doctor, went to school. Well, I don't know if they're school, if they're only three and a half. Kindergarten, uh, activities. If you have pictures, start putting those I have together. Vi- I, have, I have videos. I have pictures. I have witnesses. Well, that'll uh, all help. And anyway, uh, give us a call and we'll see what we can do. Jesse, hold on. And um, we're going to have Chris give you Matt Hammerschmidt's phone number. If anyone else want it, wants it, it's 514-846-1013. Matt Hammerschmidt, we have a texter who says, I recently immigrated to Quebec along with my wife and we also bought a house. I know that I should have a will for all the assets I have. I would like to know if it is mandatory and if you would know how much it would cost. Thank First you of all, much. it's not mandatory to have a will. However, it it is certainly very prudent, uh, particularly if you have assets, as you've said you do. Um, there are three kinds of wills in Quebec. The best, as far as I'm concerned, is a notarial will because your family will not have to go to court to have a handwritten will probated uh, after you pass on, should that be the case. And that costs more money and takes more time uh, with regards to uh, unblocking the assets and distributing the money. And you can have what's called an oligraph will. The two types of other wills besides notarial is one is completely handwritten by yourself. You don't need a witness, but it has to be handwritten. You can't type it and then sign at the bottom. It has to be in your own hand. Uh, so that people can identify that, in fact, it was you. The other kind can be typed. It can also be handwritten, but it has to be witnessed by two people that are not normally beneficiaries also in the will. So they have to be, you know, the butler and the maid or, or whatever, or grocer or hairdresser, somebody, but they have to see you sign it to know and then attest that you, in fact, are the signer of this particular document. But do get one because if you have children, otherwise... Money goes between your wife and the children, and should something happen between you and your wife down the road, maybe you don't want that to happen. So 
Take the time to plan your estate properly. It's your money. Figure out what you want done with it after you're not using it anymore. Uh, the next question, um, I'm probably going to let you think about. I'm going to, not that you need to think about it, but we're coming up oh, against the I love to clock. think about things. <laughs> I, I don't have enough time to consider what all the things I have to consider. Uh, the next question is, I want out of an unhealthy marriage, but I'm not sure what is going to happen to my kids. I have a 16-year-old and a four-year-old. Does my 16-year-old get to decide who she lives with? That's the question that Matt Hammerschmidt is going to be answering coming up. We have a little bit of time left with her uh, to answer your questions. You can text us at 514-800. You can also call us at 514-790-0800. You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. talking love, sex, and relationships. Tonight, we're answering your legal questions with Linda Hammerschmidt. She is a lawyer, has been for almost, what, four decades? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Almost there. Almost, almost. Almost four decades, 37 years. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the show. We have had met Linda Hammerschmidt in studio with us. Uh, for the whole hour, just like Dr. Lori does every single month, we've been answering your questions. And we have one from a parent uh, who said, I want out of an unhealthy marriage, but not sure what is going to happen to my kids. I have a 16-year-old and a four-year-old. Does my 16-year-old get to decide who she lives with? The only person that decides everything ultimately is the judge that's going to hear the case. But absolutely, a 16-year-old, even a 14-year-old, uh, uh, a judge has to listen to their wants and desires. Now, that being said, sometimes, like, for example, in the phone call that we just had with the man who's having his relationship with his grandchildren frustrated, one parent can exercise undue influence, even on a 16-year-old, for whatever reasons, however they do it, to not want to be with the other parent. So if that child comes into court, I don't want to ever see my father again because for whatever reason, whatever, a judge is not necessarily going to think that that is a, a good way to go to let the mother have custody, for example. And uh, so it's all going to depend. But the, the four-year-old obviously is not going to have a say, and the judge will decide again which parent shows the most aptitude or if they both have the aptitude. So it doesn't really have anything to do, I mean, if it's 16, 14, is there an age at which... By law, it's 14, and a judge has to take cognizance of the wishes of the child. But as I said, it's the wishes of the child. It's okay. not, I'm going to do this, and you're just going to have to render a judgment like that. A judge is not bound by that. Okay. That being said, obviously, a 16-year-old, it's very difficult to force them to go to the other person's residence and they don't get back on a bus and leave or something like this. I've I've seen that happen with younger children than that if they really don't want to go. But if they don't really want to go, you have to figure out if there's parental alienation going on because that obviously is detrimental to the children. Okay, we're going to go to the phones for our next question. We have Robert on the line and he has a question about debt and proposing. Hi, Robert. Welcome to the show. Hello, how are you this evening? Good. Thank you for joining us. So what's your question for Matt Hammerschmidt? 
Well, I'm just wondering, um, I've been with my girlfriend now for around uh, 14 months, and she recently moved in, and um, I want to propose to her. I'm thinking about marriage, but I'm currently, uh, I have a little bit of debt, and um, like, what should I do? Should I like wait until I like don't have any more debt, or should I just like go get a ring on credit a little bit? And like... If you can't afford a ring, you can still get married, you can still propose, you just don't have to go into more debt, and if she's worth her salt, to be uh, and you're really uh, a good person to be married to. She won't insist on having a big ring that's going to saddle you with debt. You can save up and you can get it for a one-year anniversary, a five-year anniversary, or whatever like this. Jewelry is not that instrumental in the longevity of a relationship. It's using your noggin. And Robert, if you're worried about the ring and it being a diamond, there are other ways to personalize a ring beautifully. It could be her birthstone. It could be your birthstone. I don't know if you have your ch uh, children. You can have a child's birthstone. You can design it together. There's great websites for that as well. You can go to Etsy.com. There's a lot of different options if you want to take a different route and and explore a proposal. But don't start your marriage yeah, in, in debt. yet more debt. Exactly. Canadians are already spending a dollar seventy-four for every dollar they earn, so <clears throat> it's something that we have to get out of. Wonderful. I hope that answered your question, Robert. And good luck. All right. Thank and you get a much. contract. Okay. <laughs> a cohabitation Please. contract or a marriage contract. They're getting married. <laughs> there you go. Have a good night, Robert. Uh, our next our next question is uh, from someone who says, how do I legally separate from my partner? I don't have a lot of money for a lawyer. What, using the word partner makes me feel like they're not married. Oh. <laughs> so if they're not married, there's no such thing as a legal separation because they're not married. <laughs> you can only have legal separation if you're married and it's a precursor to getting divorced down the road. Okay. Some people stop it separation for religious reasons or other but anyway so other than that depending on uh, if you're just living together what you've accumulated you have to figure out how these things are going to be divided and if you can't do it amicably or maybe through a mediator uh, then you're going to have to go to court and uh, if there's property or something involved you have to take a, an action in indivision so that if you don't agree as to how the uh, these things are going to be divided between you uh, a court will and of course that costs money so if you don't have a lot of money depending on what it is perhaps you're entitled to legal aid You'd have to check that out, too. Okay. Are there lawyers who do this pro bono? Like I'm, sure th I'm sure there are, and you can get references by phoning the Bar of Quebec and okay. the Bar of Montreal. Our next question says, "I, uh, my wife and I agreed to divorce. It is amicable, and we don't hate each other. Can both of us use the same lawyer? Would you recommend that? Yes, you can use the same lawyer. I don't necessarily recommend it because if in the midst of all of that, you have a, uh, you cease being amicable, then neither of you can use that lawyer because there'll be a conflict of interest since they were representing both parties. So they can't represent only one after the fact. So you can start out that way. But even if you have one lawyer, you should that the, the lawyer worth assault will uh, insist that the person who, you know, I, I when I have that kind of a thing, I represent one person, but I will see the other person 
but then I make sure that that other person knows they're entitled to go and see a lawyer to have whatever the agreement is checked out. And it's, and it's in the interest of the client that I would have that that person has gotten some independent legal advice so that down the road the, the agreement can't be set aside because they didn't know what they were doing. Okay. And our last question of the night. How, da, 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 da. how is it decided how much money I get for spousal support or for alimony if I decide to leave my husband? I have been married 17 years and can prove he is abusive. Abuse per se doesn't uh, have anything to do with the financial uh, breakdown of the marriage or how support is decided. Uh, there is a form that one fills out. Both parties have to do it, setting out what they spend and what they earn. And a 17-year marriage is considered to be long-term these days. And uh, depending on what your revenue is, you may not ever have to be without an alimony uh, until your ex-to-be dies or is unemployed. So there's no magic in it, but it all is tailored to the individual case uh, before the courts. That was it. Well, thank you so much. And, And next month I start doing a new day. The third Monday, if I'm not mistaken, of the month instead of the last Thursday. So I'm going to be confused. Somebody will probably have to remind me to show up on the right day. And hopefully she's saying that, but I've been... It's a joke between Paris and I, but I'll be back (laughs) on the air the 21st of September, but from Florida. Wonderful. Yes, yes. So I've done that a few times with Lori, so... Well, thank you for being here tonight. Always a pleasure. Thank you for answering. You were lovely. Oh, thank you for saying that. Um, that was Met Linda Hammersman answering your questions for the hour. If you would like to connect with her directly, I'm going to say the number slowly. It's 514-846-1013. You can also email her at hammerschmidt at viff.com. No T. V-I-F. No, no T on Hammerschmidt. Oh, yeah. That too. V-I-F dot com. That's it for me. As I've been doing every show I've been filling in for Dr. Lori, I end the night with a quote. Tonight's quote is, who you were, who you are, and who you will be are three different people. I'm going to leave you on that note. Thank you so much for tuning in, for generously sharing your questions and your experiences with us tonight. Tomorrow night, I'm going to have Davison in studio with me. We're going to talk about the latest in the news relating to love, sex, and relationships. You've been listening to Passion. If you want to connect with me, it's at Paris Mansory on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm going to speak to you again tomorrow night. Until then, have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. Still on the air.